Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Hello and welcome to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Sean Kelly. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Ahead on this edition of Herd Roundup, we will update you on men's basketball, football, women's golf, softball, and the rest of Marshall's Olympic sports. First, on this edition, this mo- uh, yesterday morning, the Sunbelt Conference hosted the 2023 Men's Basketball Media Day at the Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. FM88 Sports' Ben Anderson has more. This morning, Marshall men's basketball head coach Dan D'Antoni and senior guard Camden Kerfman represented the Marshall Thundering Herd men's basketball team in the 2023 Sunbelt Conference Men's Basketball Media Day in New Orleans, Louisiana. The Thundering Herd entered the 2023 season with two 2023 All-Sunbelt Conference preseason selections with Camden Kerfman and Obita and Achille Killen, while also adding six new players with three being high school recruits and three coming from the transfer portal. Head coach Dan D'Antoni said, says that the three transfer players show a lot of potential with his coaching style of play. We've added three new faces that one played Texas State, Nate uh, Martin. We've added Kevon out of Maryland Eastern Shores. Both of them played about 21 minutes and had good stats. And we think with our play, which goes more up and down, they get more repetitions on either end because of the pace of the game, that their stats are going to grow. And we'll open the floor up. I think that'll help Nate. And we allow shooters like Cam and Kevon to see if they can't burn the nets up a little bit. Camden Kerfman says that having a veteran roster benefits the development of the team's chemistry. Everyone that we see in the rotation will be juniors, seniors, fifth years, and a couple younger guys mixed in. So really leadership, and Dan always says this, should come from within the locker room, within the players. You see it every day. You know what's going on. You know how people feel. But knowing that we have an older group, knowing that we can lead by committee, I think will be very important because we're all human. We all go through the ups and downs and everyone needs to lift each other up. The Thundering Herd was picked to finish seventh in the Sunbelt Conference preseason polls. Coach D'Antoni says he is not worried about the polls with a fast-changing environment of collegiate basketball. I think the uh, early polls are for fans, not for players or coaches or anything. We moved up a spot. We were eighth last year and had a chance to win the region and uh, or the conference again uh, southern miss was picked near the, not the bottom the next one were on the bottom and ended up winning it so and with the transfer portal you don't know uh, every every team within our conference has a lot of ads and losses the marshall thundering her men's basketball team will continue to train in preparation for a successful second season in the sunbelt conference for fm 88 sports i'm ben anderson Thanks, Ben. Marshall men's basketball will officially tip off the 2023-2024 season at home on October 29th in the fans' first game versus U-Pike. We're going to step aside for a quick break, but when we return, we'll have more updates on women's golf, softball, and more Marshall Olympic sports. You're listening to Herd Roundup. Are 
Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, 5 days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to sniff them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines, and don't be surprised when he doesn't. Oh, hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user, or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. This is former Marshall pitcher Jordan Dixon. Razio calling for it on the run, makes the catch for the final out. Jordan Dixon gets career win number 100. And you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Sean Kelly. This past Monday and Tuesday, the Marshall women's golf team once again hit the course. FM88 Sports' Ben Westfall has more. This past Monday and Tuesday, the Marshall women's golf team made the trip down to Charlotte, North Carolina for the Charlotte Invitational. Head coach Brooke Berghammer noted the weather change in Charlotte and the effect it had. When we played our practice round and stuff, we we could see how quick the greens were, how we could tell the weather. We could see that on Monday it was going to be chilly. It started out great, really sunny, and then as the day went on it got windy and the sun disappeared and so it got chilly and the golf course played pretty difficult. Once again, the herd had some great individual efforts with three girls finishing inside the top 30, including Casey McElvain finishing fourth. Coach Barkhammer remains pleased with her overall efforts. From what the first three events Plus this one, too, is I know I said Olivia didn't play as well in the Greensboro, but she's consistently been someone that we've been able to count on. Even Casey, as a freshman coming in, someone else we can count on for scores. And, I mean, Emily, last year, this year, is someone that's just really stepped up and been a leader for us and someone that knows that for us to be successful, she knows that we need her scores. And she's just, just very mature for her age, just someone that the, the younger girls look up to. Golfer Casey McElvain, who once again finished fourth shooting three over, noted the keys to her successful week. My irons were definitely really good this week. I've been kind of struggling with them, but I really figured it out. And then my putting in the second round when I shot one under was especially good. Marshall finished sixth overall out of nine teams. The Herd will get next week off before heading back to North Carolina for the FBCI Invitational. Coach Berkhamer discussed the goals heading into the off week. I think the main thing, like especially the end of this week, is just to rest. You know, we've gone three weeks in a row, and that's a lot. And so I think it's rest, catch up on school, make sure then they start scheduling pretty soon. So they're meeting with their advisors for next semester, and just trying to get ahead of everything before we we do travel again and think the main thing is like we're gone a lot you know we're, we miss a lot so the fbci invitational will take place on monday october 30th and tuesday october 31st for fm88 sports i am ben westfall thanks ben the fbci invitational will be the final fall competition for women's golf the men's side finished fifth as a team in this past tuesday's dayton flyer invitational Senior Joseph Kalaski led the team with an 11th place finish with four birdies to finish two under par. 
Graduate student Tyler Jones also also finished in the top 20, finishing just one over at the end of the two-day tournament. In addition, all five herd golfers finished with a round of 72 or better on Monday and Tuesday. Men's golf faces off next at the Bryan National Men's Collegiate next Sunday, hosted by UNC Greensboro. This past Saturday, Marshall Softball concluded its fall schedule of games on the road in Athens, Ohio. FM88 Sports' Sean Kelly has more. This past Saturday, Marshall Softball concluded its fall schedule of games with a road trip to Athens, Ohio, in what was scheduled to be a doubleheader against both the Ohio Bobcats and Ohio Dominican Panthers. However, Mother Nature had other plans. Rainy conditions resulted in Marshall and Ohio U only completing one full inning before the game had to be canceled. In the first and only inning, junior Thundering Herd pitcher Bub Faringa pitched a 1-2-3 inning against the Bobcats. However, to head coach Morgan Zirkel, the true takeaways were not just developing the team building activities after the game, but also in what came before it. We did practice the day before we left and did a little mini scouting report just to show them how it will be done in the spring. So even though we didn't get to play much, it was good to just have that experience of what does our coaching staff provide for them? What does film look like? What does a scouting report look like? And then we do play Ohio in the spring. So we'll just be a little extra prepared going into the spring. Leading up to the fall season, both Zirkel and her players noted the team's focus on hitting risers and other types of pitches. Despite the progress that has been made, it will continue to be a focus for Zirkel and the rest of the team during fall practice. We did a fall evaluation at the beginning of the fall off the rise ball machine that we have, and you know, it was pretty rough <laughs> that first go in, but we're getting ready to do the end of fall evaluation next week. So I know for sure that they'll make a lot more solid contact. So I think that'll be good validation that they have been putting in the work. And then hopefully it translates in the spring against live pitching as well. With nine new members of the team between freshmen and transfers, Another focus during the fall schedule was on developing the new talent as part of the herd. As the season closes, this development goes beyond the first two months of the fall. For them, I think yeah, they have a lot of physical improvements to make with their strength and their speed. That's huge. You have success at the high school level because maybe your ball moves a little bit or you hit a spot, but at college you have to throw harder and faster and be able to hit a spot every pitch. So they've been able to really focus on some of those little things. With that, Zirkle has also seen a vast improvement in the new talent becoming comfortable during game time. Just get confidence out there on the mound. It can be intimidating, and I know some of our freshmen and even our upperclassmen that weren't as experienced, you could tell they were a little nervous at the beginning, but I think they've settled in pretty well now. The fall slate of games may have ended, but Marshall softball marches on with its practice leading up to the spring. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. The spring schedule has not yet been made public. But this spring, the Thundering Herd looked to avenge its loss in last year's Sunbelt Conference Championship. We're going to step aside for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll update you on football and more Marshall Olympic sports. You're listening to Herd Roundup. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio over the past 20 years rotary club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio now we're on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all but we need your help Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard. 
to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. I thought indoor tanning was safe. Right. They say their tanning rays were less likely to cause a sunburn. What you need to know is that they can be worse. They can cause deeper skin damage because the lamps can emit more ultraviolet radiation than the sun. Up to 15 times more. 15 times! Hello? Not only can UV rays cause skin cancer, but they can cause ugly, wrinkly skin and age spots. So instead of making you look cool, they can make you look like old. And FYI, every year there are more than 1 million new cases of skin cancer. Including melanoma, the deadliest form of skin cancer. And, and the, the second most common cancer for women in their 20s. Yes, in their 20s. And treatment for skin, skin cancer can be surgery and sometimes even chemotherapy and radiation. But still, more than 10,000 people will die from skin cancer each year. You don't want to be one of them. Don't be in the dark. Indoor tanning is out. Be safe. Don't go there. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. For more information, visit aad.org. Hi, this is former Marshall softball player Jordan Cauliflower, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in Marshall athletics. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Sean Kelly. Yesterday evening, Marshall football entered its game against the James Madison Dukes on a two-game losing streak, looking to bounce back. FM88 Sports' John Bogus has more. Thursday night lights lit up Jones C. Edwards Stadium yesterday, where the Marshall Thundering Herd football team lost at home for the first time this season to the undefeated James Madison Dukes 20-9. Both teams had a strong defensive performance in front of 22,109 fans, with a total of 15 drives ending with punts. Marshall punter John McConnell had a career-long 74-yard punt, and James Madison punter Ryan Hansen pinned the ball at Marshall's own one three times all in the first quarter. The first score of the game was a 27-yard field goal from James Madison kicker Camden Wise in the second quarter. That score was the only in the entirety of the first half of the game. Kick is up, and it is good. So a completed field goal for Camden Wise, who was 9 for 9 on the year, now 10 of 10. Marshall would then start the third quarter with the ball, but that drive led to McConnell punting the ball away to the James Madison 1. Marshall would then score for the first time after Tyquay's legs tackled James Madison running back Kalen Black for a loss of yards that resulted in a safety. And he is pushed back into the end zone, and it's going to be a safety! A safety for the Marshall Thundering Herd is Kalen Black. The redshirt sophomore running back is pushed back into the end zone by Tyquay's legs. The safety was the Herd's first since the 2019 season. James Madison would increase its lead over Marshall to 18 with three consecutive scoring drives from late in the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth quarter. Those drives included a wise 38-yard field goal, quarterback Jordan McLeod rushing six yards for a touchdown, and a McLeod 28-yard completed pass to wide receiver Reggie Brown for a touchdown. Immediately following that 28-yard touchdown pass, Marshall's Jaden Harrison would then score on a 94-yard kickoff return touchdown to cut James Madison's lead to 11. Harrison breaks free just past the 40. He's running down the sideline on the far end of the field. Jaden Harrison dodges the defenders and a special teams touchdown for Jaden Harrison and the Marshall Thunder 
Henring Hurd is right back in it. The remainder of the game was scoreless, with James Madison's defense clamping down Marshall. The Hurd was notably missing Rasheen Ali in this game, leading the Duke's number one ranked rush defense in FBS to leave Marshall with negative four total rushing yards. Marshall is now four and three overall and one and two in Sun Belt Conference play. James Madison continues its undefeated season with a seven and zero overall record and a four and zero Sun Belt Conference record. James Madison's win was also its first in program history against Marshall, meeting three other times prior to yesterday's game. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Bogus. Thanks, John. Marshall football returns to the road next week against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Moving over to the soccer pitch, this past Thursday, Marshall women's soccer fell to the Georgia Southern Eagles by a score of 4-1. In this road match, all the scoring action happened in the first 45 minutes, as Georgia Southern unleashed a barrage of four first-half goals for the first time since 2018. The Eagles opened the scoring in the 15th minute with a goal by Bree Conley, before doubling its lead nearly 10 minutes later. The Herd would cut the Eagles' lead in half with an Abby Hugh cross finding senior Hannah Tellish for her first career goal in the 29th minute before Georgia Southern extended its lead to 4-1 with two goals in a four-minute span. This win is the fifth straight for Georgia Southern, also marking the fourth consecutive loss for Marshall as it will return home this Sunday against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. This past Wednesday, men's soccer traveled north to Morgantown atop the national rankings as the fifth-ranked in the nation West Virginia Mountaineers defeated the herd by a score of 5-2. In a battle of the two top of two top five teams in the nation, Matthew Bell opened the scoring early in just the sixth minute off an assist by Adam Almesh. However, three Mountaineer goals in three minutes flipped the score to 3-1 WVU in just the 13th minute. Morris Duggan cut the West Virginia lead to 3-2 in the 18th minute. However, two second-half goals by WVU sealed Marshall's fate. Marshall returns to Hoops Family Field this Sunday, facing the Kentucky Wildcats in the second game of a men's and women's doubleheader. And that will do it for this week's Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week as, the, as we recap all the news for the week that was in Marshall Athletics. For Ben Anderson, Ben Westfall, John Bogus, and the rest of the FM88 sports team, I'm Sean Kelly. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Thanks for listening to another edition of Herd Roundup. Don't forget to check out our entire broadcast schedule on our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WMUL underscore sports for more on the Thundering Herd. Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 5.30 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1 WMUL. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.